Hey guys, this is Dustin Langley. I'm the senior pastor at Peninsula Life Church here in Gig Harbor, Washington. And this is our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get these new sermons every week. Hope you have a blessed day. We're in a series called At War, and we are walking through the armor of God found in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. Today, we will focus on the feet, the boots, the shoes that are given to us and create readiness by the gospel of peace. And it's fitting for us that we would talk about a belt of truth and a breastplate of righteousness, which are the first two pieces of equipment in the armor in this series. And we talked about it. If you want to listen to it, go online, go on YouTube, go to the podcast. We love, we love launching those for you guys. But today is all about our feet and the readiness that we receive from the gospel of peace. And readiness is an important thing and an important aspect for us as Christians in this spiritual battle. How many of you know we're in a battle right now? Okay, a couple of you, which means some of you need to get equipped, which is why you're here. You are in a battle right now. I am in a battle, and it's a spiritual battle that is constantly waging for our soul, church. We have an adversary, the devil, who walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he might devour, which is what the Bible says. Which means if there is an enemy, if there is an adversary, there is a war waging right now for your soul because the devil would love nothing more than to keep sending people to hell. But as I've mentioned before, we're going to make it hard to go to hell around here at Peninsula Life Church. Amen? And as you know, if we're to be ready and prepared... We have to do the things necessary as Christians and followers of Christ to combat the enemy. And I'm so grateful that I don't have to fashion this armor myself. I mean, first of all, I wouldn't even know how to do it. Second of all, I'm just grateful that Christ died on the cross and has freely given me this armor to put on. And now I get to put it on, but that's my responsibility as a Christian to put it on. I need to be ready for what's to come. I need to prepare. There's a great sermon, a five-point sermon, prior planning. Anybody else know? Produces. We're not even going to go there now. I thought, I thought I knew. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Siri. There she is. <laughs> but this idea of readiness is an essential part of our Christian walk and our walk with God. I served four years in the Coast Guard, and the motto within the Coast Guard is Semper Paratus, which means always ready or ever ready. It's an idea that we as Coasties or Coast Guardsmen are always ready for the task at hand because the Coast Guard is always on mission, whether it be maritime law enforcement, whether it be drug interdiction and counter narcotics, the fisheries up north, search and rescue. I mean, there are so many things happening at all times that you have to be ready. And if you're not trained and ready for what's at hand, then people die. 
That's the reality of not being prepared for life-threatening situations that you will face when you're in the military. And I'll never forget being in the Coast Guard and being in boot camp. Boot camp was there to get me ready to go out into the fleet and to be a great Coast Guardsman, right? Well, I didn't feel so great while I was in boot camp. Kind of felt like I didn't amount to much. However, I guess they break you down to build you up, but they were creating people who would be ready for the task. And the, the Coast Guard... I'll never forget, you put your shoes on in boot camp, and I was saying, I'm going to put my shoes on, and they looked at me and said, those aren't shoes. I'm like, excuse me? Those aren't shoes? These are shoes that I'm putting on. They said, no, those are go-fasts, which means everywhere you go, you're going to go fast because you need to be ready for the task at hand. And I said, roger that. These are now go-fasts, and everywhere you go in them, you will go fast. And that, to me, is the purpose of Paul's text here in Ephesians to the church at Ephesus, is he was preparing the congregation. He was preparing Timothy and the church. He wanted them to be ready for the attacks that would come their way, especially on a young, new church, because the devil wants to burn out that fire and passion that comes with new believers. You remember being a new believer? You remember being on fire for God? What happened? No. But there's such passion at times in our walk with God, and the enemy wants to extinguish that flame. And when we put on the full armor of God, we protect ourselves from the attacks that come our way. And Paul wanted the church to be ready for whatever the devil would bring. And he says in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you, may, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And here's our focus for today. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. Now, as we focus on verse 15, I'm going to read that one more time as we read the context that it comes in. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. It's the gospel of peace that gives the readiness for us to fight the battle. That's how we read that verse. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, well, where does my readiness come from? Right? I'm the why guy. How, how do I get it? Where does it come from? Why is it there? Who gives it to me? Well, God, through his blessing... And in one of the pieces of the armor that he gives me for my feet, for my boots, for my shoes, for my go-fasts, 
the way that I'm going to be ready for the attacks that come my way is if I put these boots on, but they're given to me specifically by the gospel of peace. And so when we're reading this, we have to ask ourselves, what do I need to be ready for? For the war. Which war? The war that is constantly waging as we read at the beginning of the text because we battle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and principalities and, and the, the, all of the different craziness that's currently happening in this world. Now, you got to realize it's not always just the people that are doing the bad. It's this influence from evil that is helping them in their decision-making, right? It's a deceit. There are lies that are being fed to people. And so now we must battle and wage in this war. We must fight this spiritual battle, but we got to put our armor on first. We got to be ready for battle. And so when we read the text here, this readiness here implies that there is a constant vigilance on my part that needs to be had, right? If you say, I'm ready to go, it means what? You're ready to go. You've prepared for whatever occasion that you're going for, or at least I hope you've prepared, right? If I say, all right, honey, it's time to go, and she's like, I'm not ready. I'm like, oh, I have no idea how long it's going to be now, but if she's not ready, we're not ready. And so we will not be ready for said occasion, or at least on time. But we're going to get there. But I'd rather be ready than not ready. When a disaster comes, it's good to be ready. Wouldn't you say so? Some of you, you might be prepping. You got the bunker. You got the food. You're ready to go. You have, the, you have all the arms. You have the cachets. You even have, you know, all that stuff planned and ready to go. You are ready for when stuff hits the fan. Me, I'm working on it, all right? However, my readiness might be a little different than your readiness. But how is your spiritual readiness for the war that is constantly and already happening? Right? Some of us are waiting for the war to come to us. You're waiting for the event to happen. But what about the war that's already waging for your soul? What, what type of readiness are you on a scale of 1 to 10 for that battle that's happening right now? Right? We're prepped. We're ready to go. You already got the car gassed up. You got the gasoline ready to roll, right? You have, you have the rations. But who cares about what's happening later on down the road? That might even never happen. Hate to say it, but you never know. I'd rather be ready than not. However, what about that war that is waging right now, church? Because the devil is doing everything he can to make people not know who Jesus is, or at least make people think that he's a fake or a fraud or that God doesn't exist. He's doing everything that he can to take people out of the church. He's doing everything he can to take prayer out of our schools, right? He's doing everything he can to instill curriculum into the schools to where these kids will learn about stuff that they should never learn about at a young age, right? So what are we doing to fight the spiritual battle that is currently waging for our soul. Too much this morning? T tone it back. But a soldier needs to have his feet firmly planted, right? 
which is why the gospel of peace is necessary for our readiness. We must have these shoes fashioned a part of our armor set because if our feet aren't fashioned or set on the ground, it doesn't matter if you have a sword or a shield or a helmet or a belt or the breastplate. If somebody hits you and you fall over because you don't have footing, it doesn't matter how much armor you have on. Am I right? Which is why back when these soldiers would prepare for war, the boots or the shoes that they would put on actually had spikes on the bottom of them, kind of like cleats for today, so that they could dig in on the front line, right? So those who would be holding the shields or with the shield and the sword, if you're in battle, you're no good if you're laying down. If you're slipping in the mud and you're falling over, if you're not ready for battle, if you don't have a firm footing, it means that if you get hit from the side or from the back and you don't know it's coming, you're probably going to fall over. But if your boots have the spikes on them and you've put them on there and you're ready for war and for whatever might come your way, you will be ready to withstand the attacks that come your way. And that is how it is when we put the gospel of peace on our feet, or so to speak. But when you don this armor from God, right, this gospel of peace, it's interesting that it creates the readiness because then I ask the question, well, how does the gospel of peace that's been given to me create the readiness that I need to fight this spiritual battle? Well, we have to understand that we're living with the understanding that we're constantly under attack from the devil, right? If we know we're constantly under attack, then we at least have the idea or the vigilance, the readiness and the foresight to know that there's an attack coming. We don't know when or where or how. It comes in the form of sickness. It comes in the form of physical ailments. It comes in the form of manifesting itself in the workplace with your boss, with your uncle, with your aunt, with your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, right? It might come in any form or fashion. But if we don't know that we're in a war and we don't think that I'm a Christian, nothing bad's ever going to happen to me. Right? Jesus said in his scripture and in the Bible that just as the world hates me, they're going to hate you. Which means persecution is inevitable, church. Right? I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news this morning. I'm trying to create a reality so that you will be ready when the war comes. Because it's already coming. And it's already constantly waging. But in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2, the Bible says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. So there's a readiness here already, right? If we're not ready, that means you can't preach the gospel. If we're not ready, then we're not going to be able to be the Christian or the person that God has called us to be, to use our gifts and our talents in said moment. But if I'm supposed to be ready in season and out of season, it means that even when I'm not feeling it one day, it means I should probably still pursue after Jesus. Right? Yeah, I don't want to wake up every morning and read my Bible. I don't want to wake up. So I don't want to pray sometimes because I'm angry. I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm mad at the world. I'm mad at who knows, right? Or I, I'm, a, I'm just, I'm not feeling it today, God. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like reading the word. I don't feel like calling somebody and asking for help. I don't feel like it, God. That's an out of season type of season. 
that, uh, that Paul's writing to Timothy about, but he says anyways, preach the word and be ready. In season, so even on those days when you are feeling it, you're like, I've already read my devotion. I've sent five texts out to those people who don't probably don't want the text, but I sent it anyways. And I sent them the link to the version experience. I posted on Instagram my selfie of me reading my Bible while I was doing it. I was, I'm in season right now, God, right? So those are good seasons. I like that season. But then in those seasons where you're not feeling it, the Bible says you still need to be ready which means that even when I'm not feeling it and I don't, I don't feel like doing what I'm supposed to, I do it anyways, right? I do it anyways because I have an adversary, the devil, who wants to take me out because the devil knows exactly when I have my feet planted in the ground or if I've put my boots on today. And if I haven't put my boots on that are given to me by the gospel of peace, which creates the readiness I need to see the attacks from the enemy. If I haven't put my boots on for the day, the devil's over here. He's like this. He's like, I got him today. Because every day is a fight, church. Right? Every single day is a fight. Right? The war is constantly waging, which is why there's always stuff that pops up in your face, which is why there are always people that will say that one thing that brings up everything from your past. Or even when you're at work and somebody says something to you and it rubs you the wrong way, right? It could send you in a downward spiral. And next thing you know, you're calling your mom or your sister and your brother and you hate the world. It's because this is how the, de the devil isn't going to come on the street corner and say, hey, here's some sin. Take it. No, he's going to eat at you from the inside out. And if he can do that, it manifests itself out here in the natural. And that is how he works. But the gospel of peace, the gospel of peace is the message that Jesus gave to those who trust in him. Do we have any people who trust in him here this morning? The gospel of peace is the message that Jesus gave to those who trust in him. And in John chapter 14 and verse 27, the Bible says this, Jesus says this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. This is the gospel of peace given by Jesus, which is a type of peace that surpasses all understanding, church. Man, you might have people who come to you and say, didn't so-and-so just pass away? Aren't you going through this? But didn't you just lose your job? How is it that you're still standing? It's because the gospel of peace has given me the assurance that there's nothing in this world that can take me down right? My feet are so firmly planted in the ground because I put my boots on today that even though the devil tried to knock me down, he can't steal my joy, right? He can't steal it. He can't take your peace because it's a peace that only God can give. And he, Jesus says it here in his own, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. It's a type of peace that surpasses all worldly understanding. It's a supernatural peace that keeps you when the times are rough. That gives you the assurance of who you are in him.
And it says in Romans chapter 10 and verse 15, and Paul writes this, and how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. What's the gospel of peace? Well, it's the good news that I have a position in Christ that can never be taken away. Amen. It's this assurance of knowing nothing can snatch me out of the hands of God. Amen. No, if I put my boots on today, the devil ain't tricking me today. Nope. He's not going to try to trick me and, and tell me my salvation is faulty, that it's not real, that it's fake. He's not going to trick me to think that I'm a failure or a fraud. Not today, Satan. I put my boots on. I have this assurance and peace that God gave me that I am who you say I am. Our readiness comes from this gospel of peace. It's the assurance of knowing who you are in Christ and the devil can't fool you. Nobody can take it away. And it is given to you freely by Jesus Christ in his work on the cross. The message of peace comes with the assurance that nothing can take us away from God. And we see in John chapter 10 and verse 29, my father who has given them to me, so this is Jesus talking, my father who has given them, who's them? It's us. My father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. That's a promise from Jesus, amen? Nothing can take you out of the hands of God, even your own doubts. So quit doubting, all right? Doubt your doubts, actually, and remind yourself of what the Word of God says, that you are a child of God. Your assurance comes from the gospel of peace, which creates your readiness to fight the battle that the enemy is throwing at you every single day. And in John chapter 1 and verse 12, the Bible says this, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Have you received him this morning? Amen. Anybody in this room receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? There's an assurance that comes with it that there is nobody who can snatch you out of the hands of God. And the Bible says that even though you fall, he's, he doesn't care. He doesn't cast you down into the pit, but he lifts us up in the palm of his hand. There's an assurance that comes when you know your position in Christ. That is the gospel of peace because I don't care if the devil tries to trick me. I'm already convinced that I'm saved. Amen. Anybody else in this room? You know what? My, my uncle might try to tell me otherwise. <laughs> Right? My mom might pick up the phone and say, are you sure? Right? And my neighbor might tell me, you didn't act much like a Christian yesterday when I almost hit you with my car. I don't care, lady. I'm saved. All right? <laughs> that didn't actually happen, but it could. And I would say that. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And the Bible says that if you would confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is Lord and died and rose again, you will be saved, which means you are a child of God. 
There is nothing that can take you from God. Quit doubting who God is and believe what he says about himself. And I believe that if you would fully just lay down those cares, those doubts, those thoughts of negativity, if you would push away the haters and you would start listening to some of the people, maybe here in this church on your left or on your right, if you would start believing more the word of God about yourself than you would the lies that the enemy is feeding you, then I truly believe you would live a life that is more fulfilled and more assured in who you are in Jesus. And today I would love to pray with you so that you could receive that gift that God has freely given you because there's nothing better than knowing your final destination when you leave this earth. And it's in his presence. When you're his child, when you've accepted what he's freely given, when you have confessed with your, with your mouth and believed in your heart that Jesus is Lord and died and rose again, when you do that, your final destination is in his presence for eternity. And I want you to know and be assured that that is your final destination. The Bible says it, which means I believe it. And I pray that is what you, the, uh, the decision and also the conclusion that you will arrive at this morning, knowing that you are a child of God, that you are loved that you are worthy of being saved because some of you don't even think you're worthy of being saved, but you know what? I, I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. I'm just grateful he's freely given it. And it's everything that he did, not that I've done, right? I'm not perfect. He is, but I continue to strive after him because he's the perfect example of humanity on earth. And if I can strive for that, and if I believe that he is God in the flesh, I truly believe I will be in his presence one day where there is no pain and suffering, where he will have a mansion made for me. I don't even know what that mansion looks like, but it's probably made up of some material that I've never seen of or heard of before. But I look forward to that day because it's going to be better than anything I've ever experienced here. And I want that for you. And I would love to pray with you this morning that you would arm yourself with that gospel of peace, that assurance of knowing who you are in Christ and that your position is set and secure in him. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And if you did, make sure to like and subscribe so you can receive these new messages as soon as they're available. Also, I just want to take a moment and thank all of you who are part of Peninsula Life Church here in Gig Harbor. Whether you support us financially or serve with us or just share these messages online, it's because of you that we're able to reach people locally and around the world. And if you want more information on how to be a part of the church, make sure you click the link in the description. To help us continue to spread the good news, don't forget to leave a review, like, and subscribe. Have a blessed day.